0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode three of You're Doing It Wrong, a podcast about software development.
1: I'm Greg. I'm Mark. Hello Mark. Hey Greg, didn't see you there. (laughs) I'm right in front of you. (laughs) I'm not a small man. I have my
0: eyes closed. (laughs) So before we start, I think we should talk about um, how people get in touch with us if they've got feedback or comments on the things we talk about. We'll go omni-channel. Yeah, on our socials, as the kids call it, um, which is actually exclusively Twitter at the moment. Um, and the handle is um, which was the only one that was available because the suitable one, which was Podcast. So the You're Doing It Wrong podcast is something else, isn't it, Mark? It's all about...
1: Thanks.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, which maybe I should listen to anyway. I definitely don't want that We, could,
1: podcast. we, we, could, we could make this amount, if you like.
0: <laughs> no. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you do want to talk to us, at with Greg and Mark, uh, follow us and we um, are quite active, so we'll get back to you.
1: Can I just ask, was at with Mark and Greg available? I didn't check. Maybe we should. I did
0: like your idea that we should have both and then somehow talk to each other. Have
1: a, a Twitter fight. <laughs> yeah. Are we on Mastodon? No. Mm. We do, I think it. we're missing a trick. I think we need to get on the ground floor with Mastodon.
0: Yes. Yes. Although the, the, the clients are a bit crap, aren't they? Not
1: great. I'm a user of, um, hang on, he says referring to his phone. I think it's TootDon. TootDon is oh, my I'm using- iOS client.
0: I'm using Amarok. I mean, it's all right, but I don't know. I mean, it's that thing, isn't it? It's all the network effect where I guess people need to be there for it to be valuable. So maybe we yes. could be um, uh, like what they called early adopters.
1: Now, I quite like, I mean, I haven't yet found anyone really to follow on Mastodon. I'm on there. Why are you not familiar? <laughs> I haven't really yet found anyone to follow on mastodon. Uh but uh but I like I mean I get I'm on mastodon.technology but you're on what mastodon cloud? Uh no, right? mastodon.social social okay which I
0: think is the first one so I felt okay. all special mm, of course. and then I think someone pointed out that one of the whole points is the federated nature <laughs> so of you can mastodon, see so I could basically be anywhere so
1: uh, but, well, what I do like, actually, is the view. So you have, like, the local feed. Should we explain Mastodon? We've kind of delved into Mastodon here. Yeah, I think yeah, this, this, sure, is, this yeah. is worth talking about, right? Uh, so, so Mastodon has come up as kind of an alternative to Twitter. But the point being that instead of one big server uh, that serves everyone, you are segregate not segregated, you are federated communities – uh, so I, for example, am on mastodon.technology, you're on mastodon.social. We could set up a you're doing it wrong, Mastodon, if we really wanted to. Yeah. And we can then federate that to other other instances. And by federating I mean you can see updates from people on those other those other instances. But the point being that you get to choose who you're federated with uh, and what you see. What I really like about this actually is I can um I can go to my local view here, which shows me essentially a the the Twitter fire hose of everyone that's on mastodon dot technology without me following them. And of course because it's oh, so that's just
0: that's just your instance.
1: That's just my is instance Is it just people you follow? No, that's 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 that, that's a fire hose. So that's everyone oh, like that's everything. on that instance, uh, wow, right. Okay. right? But of course because it's Mastodon.technology dot technology, I know that the subject matter is gonna mostly be Stuff that I've got some interest in, mm-hmm. rather than just a, a ton of random well, but stuff. I know that's the premise. There's still cats. There's still cat <laughs> pictures, but you know.
0: But see, I read that as the premise when you know it all kicked off a few months ago because Twitter did something bad. Actually, I've got a big rant about that. I'm not going to do okay. it now, but I've just re- I've just remembered what um what they did that was terrible and it's enraged me again. Anyway. <laughs> They um, yeah, so I looked into Mastodon, and they said, oh yeah, there's all these different communities, and I thought I don't like that that it's all partitioned off. And so if I join dot technology Mastodon dot technology, I'm only meant to talk about technology for fear of the, you know, the people managing it are going to get all shitty with me and go. Yeah,
1: I don't think you have to. I don't think anyone's expecting you to only talk about technology. Yeah, so then I think that but there's not there's no point in having that distinction. Like I get
0: the service thing. But the pitch that it's all like these these focused communities. I suppose I'm not it, buying into that. Now.
1: May, maybe part of the problem is it's it's communities around subject matters rather than uh, communities around other things. What if there were a a a Bournemouth Mastodon for people who are who live in Bournemouth to talk about whatever they want? It's a bit separatist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And am I meant to okay. join all of them? So do I think, Well, oh, I live in Bournemouth.
1: I'll join the Bournemouth. Now, forum. here's something I struggled with was was yeah thinking about your federated identity and what's to stop someone else signing up to Mastodon Social with my handle. Because your handle on oh, Mastodon yeah, is, yeah. is at revbingo.mastodon.technology. Yeah. But someone could sign up to... At revbingo.mastodon.cloud Mastodon. Cloud or. Social and yeah, and start being you. Start being me, which is a little bit scary, isn't it? But yeah. there is no. Well, I there's suppose no, that's there's a no, risk. There's no federation of of your identity anyway. No. I
0: suppose they're the sort of things that lead you to Twitter, though, aren't they?
1: Maybe, but then because I thought, well, because I-
0: that's like basically like the verified thing. Yeah. On Twitter, which didn't exist at the beginning.
1: But I sort of thought, well, there's nothing to stop anyone being Rev Bingo anywhere on the no, internet, that's true. and in fact, there are. I wrote a blog post about this years ago
0: right.
1: that somebody but, was impersonating But there are people not in, not impersonating <laughs> me, but they call themselves Rev Bingo, which is quite a that is quite unique a, a unique name, yes. But other people used it. it. It does. It it's Red Bingo is not something I made up, by the way. So it does have a source that other people will be exposed to, which is. <sighs> You really wanna know? <laughs> uh I was a big REM fan. I still am, I'm still a huge REM fan. Uh, and REM played a, a secret gig back in uh nineteen ninety when they were uh really released out of time. And they played a secret gig at the borderline in London. Okay. Uh and they played under the name Bingo Handjob <laughs> and <No. laughs> and Michael Stipe. <laughs> pseudonym uh pseudonym not pseudonym, uh pseudonym yeah pseudonym yeah, for, yeah, right yeah. his pseudonym for the night was reverend bingo ah, so you copied him trying to remember the other ones mm. i think mike mills called himself stumpy or something like that. Mm.
0: you were right though i didn't want to know yeah click <laughs> that out <laughs> uh well i mean we might as well follow on this side note because yeah. i'm so frustrated that like i can't get the one i want which was hepto h-e-p-t-o why not because someone else has got it and actually, a few years ago, I made a um, thing to uh, Twitter. I sent them a mail saying, "This person's impersonating <laughs> me. <laughs> I want to get my handle back." Because <laughs> I'd read on, I'd read some somewhere that um, that if you make a strong enough case, that they'll just do it and they'll just give you the handle. And they didn't. They said you can't prove that you're someone important. I thought, "How dare you? You not know that in well, four years' time, I'm going to do a podcast that gets up to a hundred <laughs> listeners." <laughs>
1: you say well <laughs> that changes
0: everything yeah so yeah so now that's why i am hepto so so i think the problem is oh, going to exist you are you are exist everywhere so i don't think that's unique to mastodon is it yeah you know someone could set up the rev bingo tumbler is that still going
1: Tumblr. tumblers yeah p- probably mm-hmm. probably but i uh, said so, uh, i guess it's a general problem with the with the web isn't it is our identity in who are you? And I guess it hasn't really been a problem so far, has it? So maybe I'm just worrying about that. Yeah. Too much.
0: I think if th- something takes off, then it's a problem.
1: You know. Will Mastodon take off? That's the big question.
0: I, do you know I hope it does. Because I do have this boiling anger about Twitter. Although <Well, they're laughs> actually, I heard yesterday that they're bringing back chronological feeds. Yeah. Which is one of my main complaints about the Twitter oh, someone had a
1: how someone had a top tip. Uh, that I saw a couple of days ago about you can mute certain keywords, but the keywords are like system keywords. Really? Something underscore, something, something underscore. Oh, wow. And that would return your timeline to a chronological timeline. A oh, secret good. hack.
0: Oh, we'll have to look that up. I'd be quite interested in that.
1: Well, they, they've... Twitter, but Twitter are fixing it, right?
0: Oh, right. So they're going to plug that hole. Oh, you mean they're, well, no, gonna, they're, they're gonna going gonna, back uh, to chronological timelines? Yeah. So but then, then, but when they announced it, they said, we're going to do a small trial on some users and see how it goes. So I'm like, well, are you going to do it or not? I mean, I get that it might take some time to get there. Yeah. But what does that mean? I mean, that's just double speak, isn't it? Like, just say you're going to do it or say you're not going to do it.
1: Does anybody like the non-chronological timelines? It leaves What's, me very confused.
0: I blame Stephen Fry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and I'm not, even, reason, I'm not even or? kidding yeah because the history
0: of twitter was um about friends and it was all about sms and that's why there's the limitation on the characters or there was and so it was about social groups and then it sort of took off a bit and people were like wow what's this you know it's fusing together all these different technologies and then stephen fry got involved and i'm sure he wasn't the first but he was the most prominent and people were like wow i can follow a celebrity And he was quite interesting. So then all these other celebrities joined in. And then suddenly it shifted. And now it wasn't about groups of friends who know each other, talking to each other. It was about following people you didn't know that you were interested in. Yes. And it was like, I'm going to follow Stephen Fry and I'm going to follow this famous person and this famous person. And then eventually people were following too many people. Yeah. And they said, well, I can't keep up. So the the product managers at Twitter went, Oh, people are getting a bit upset because they can't, you know, what should we do? And a good solution to
1: that is an algorithmic timeline. Yeah. So it's Stephen Fry fault. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I guess that fits in because when I would say I couldn't find anyone to follow on Mastodon, I did end up then kind of just thinking about following random people who appeared on the on the fire hose and said something that I liked, which kind of goes back to that original ethos of, yeah, well maybe there's just some interesting people out there that
0: yeah. you should. Well actually follow. maybe that explains the, the whole community pitch of Mastodon. Because what I do is I follow people I, I use it as my sort of tech software product news feed. So mostly I'm following those people yeah. and a few friends, you know. Um and that's that's how I do it. So I don't follow celebrities like, you know, I don't know, Kim Kardashian or someone. Yeah. And so I really am using it as a bit of a community news source and maybe that's what Mastodon's trying to do Mm. so if you you know if we can get all the important people in tech onto mastodon.technology then I can sort of associate with that and uh, yeah yeah. okay I've just got it it's just clicked maybe I just need more friends (laughs) I think that's probably (laughs) my my problem my problem Maybe. maybe maybe
1: All right. Uh, we're not here to talk about social media. No. Have you, have, you, have you had anything on your mind, Greg, in the realm of software engineering?
0: Well, it's funny you ask, Mark. Is it?
1: <laughs> I mean, the first thing
0: which we talked about just before we hit record was since starting the podcast, everything now is on my mind. And every time every something happens at work, or, and sometimes not even at work, like I'll see a, see a tweet or something and I'll be like, "Ooh, we should talk about that. And then I'll start thinking about it in my head and thinking, right, well, we should talk about this aspect of it and trying to solve
1: it and stuff. We also get a lot of people uh, telling us that's a topic for a podcast as well that you should do. So (laughs) if we're not doing your topic that you've suggested to us, uh, don't be offended. (laughs) But we're just literally on top of our own thoughts. We have lots of other suggestions for for things we can talk about in podcasts.
0: Well, funny enough, not being offended ties quite nicely into the thing I did think would be interesting to talk about yeah which is something that I'm going to um call the pile on as in the like the piling on yeah. um or the weigh in because it's sort of been happening to me quite a lot recently and it's you know I'm, I'm struggling to sort of work out the way through it and this is a situation where a um like a thing has happened let's say a bug has arisen And it may or may not be particularly important, but you express it publicly and then someone says, oh, right, okay." well, you should do this. Mm -hmm. And then someone else is in earshot and they come in and they go, oh, no, no, this is how I would handle that situation. Yeah. And you're there like, well, I haven't I haven't really processed it yet. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with it, but I know that I'm responsible for it. So, okay, this is, you know, great chat, but let me go away and deal with it. Yeah. So you go away and then someone else comes up to you. I heard about your thing. Here's what <laughs> Maybe, I should do, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then before you know it, it's been in the earshot of someone who's, you know, somewhat important. Yeah. And now they're like, Greg, I've heard that this thing's going on. Right. What, are, what are you doing about yeah, it? Yeah, I need yeah, to yeah.
1: know. You're like, whoa, yeah. Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just calm the F down, yeah. you know? And worse than that, because I don't mind that. I get that that's going to happen, and in an open communication environment, that should happen because you're going to get different views and whatever. But everyone expects an answer, and so they're like, "Well, here's how I would solve it. I think you should do X, Y, and Z." And then people get upset if you don't if go with their yeah, suggestion it, in both ways. You know, yeah. either either because they feel like you're dismissing them, or because you maybe you disagree with what they're saying. Yeah, you know, and then you get into a situation where in order to to feel um, to, to allow them to feel like you've you've given them the attention, you might need to explain an awful lot of backstory mm-hmm. about why the feature is like it is or why yeah. the architecture is like it is and therefore this is how it occurred and it's not that simple to solve and that kind of stuff. And I just think, wow, this is wasting a lot of time. Yeah. You know? And so I'm sort of like, if you just let me get on and fix it Maybe afterwards we could talk about it.
1: But is know. it? And, but do you think like are people's opinions on on how you should fix it or how important it is to fix it? Or I think I mean, you're just saying that you just want to be in charge and you just, you just you want to be the decision maker. Or well, I'm not, but I appreciate that that's how it comes across because yeah. because it would
0: be like, you know, okay, I've got it, I'm on it. You know, let me just get on with it yeah. and I'll decide what to do. So, and that's part of the struggle because I don't want to be like that. I want to be collaborative and that kind of thing and it is more the solutions when somebody says here's how you should fix it and what i sort of want to happen is they say here's how i should how i would fix it and you go oh cool yeah well what about have you thought about this and they go all right okay well good luck with that yeah and the that's how the conversation goes but normally it's like this is how you should fix it and you go well have you thought about this and go well yes obviously but i think you should do this well i'm not sure that would work no i really think it would work yeah you know and it's almost like unless you say yes i will do exactly what you yeah what you think the answer is. Yeah. You know. And
1: that, if I can expand the, the topic slightly, but it feels like the same sort of situation when it comes to software architecture decisions, and particularly where there's multiple solutions to the same, the same problem. Yeah. And you reach that impasse of, well, here's the way that I would do it. Here's the way that you would do it. There's neither a major upside or a major downside. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we resolve that that yeah. conflict? Short of quite often, what happens is people end up picking the tiniest holes in the argument. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we do it your way, then it just won't work when we get to three million users. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> despite the yeah. fact that you're only ever going to get to to three if you're lucky. You yeah. know, let alone three three million. <laughs> so, so people kind of come up with all these. Um, Spurious arguments as to as to why it should be done this way, done that way. I should say I should clarify that if it's somebody on the team who is responsible for whatever
0: the the problem is or or what the solution is, that's fine. Like I'm totally up for right. communication. This is generally people outside of the team. Okay, and that's why it's a pylon because it's yeah. people who are just walking I'm, past. They've seen this bundle on the floor.
1: Yeah, and they're like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. then they come over, and that, that that's the hard bit because yeah. the people who are on the team are there. To solve the problem, so of course they need to, yeah, to you know talk about it. So, it. Do you know what I mean? Though? Do you do you face this at all? Maybe maybe I've just had a bad week of it or something. I, <laughs> I think
1: not, not so much now. I think just because of the the size of company that that we're at, and I just sit in a corner and don't don't tell anyone about these things. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: but that's the funny thing because, like, like you it, said, it, on the one hand, it can come across like I, I want, I just want ultimate control. Yeah. On the other hand it could come across like i don't want to communicate because one answer would be never tell anyone yeah so then i feel a bit like i'm sort of like i've made the wrong decision by socializing this thing because yeah. if i just kept it to myself and shut up yeah it would have just you know gone past so it yeah and, that, and that's the sort of the the um the trouble i have
1: with the whole situation it's like yeah. I, I i personally don't know what the best way to move is is yeah. it in the messaging is it in the Here's a problem. Here's what we're doing. We're gonna, we're gonna fix it. Do you think there's that part yeah, of the yeah. problem? If you, if you kind of invite her, there's this thing out here. Let me know if you have any concerns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I yeah. yeah, I suppose you're right. Maybe it is the way that it's it's being presented. You know, I just it, I suppose it just feels to me like it's a lot of waste.
1: Yeah, know, I right. think there comes a point where you've got to. People have got to accept who's in, in charge of a situation, and who, because you're right, because it is just waste otherwise. It's you're spending cycles explaining things, you're arguing things that don't really need to be, to be argued and explained. I mean, one well, of those. The, there, on. Well, there's a lot of personality involved, isn't there? Yeah, 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 quite. Yeah. Right, and there will be some people that will never be happy with accepting that. So, how, so, so, how would you deal with those people then? You know, I, I mean, I have to admit that I'm a. I'm more averse to conflict than you are, I think. <laughs> so, so, well, I've only got so, the boxing gloves, on. So, so <laughs> I? Think, so I think, I think for me, I tend to just kind of go, yeah, 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 okay, we'll, we'll think about that. Okay. And then just kind of, you know, <laughs> put it aside and, you know, to give people the idea that you're going to do it. But you go, oh, well, ultimately I thought about it, but that wasn't the way to do it. We've got some heavy goals
0: yeah. And so I suppose that's it. The pressure's on at the moment. We've got stuff to do. Yeah. And I'm just sort of in the back of my head thinking, you know, I'm not going to do this for months. This thing that we're talking about, yeah, not going to happen for yeah. months. So let's talk about it in, a, in months' time. Yeah. Not yeah, right now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, no, I've, I've had a, a, a similar situation of a feature that is, uh, uh has kind of engaged people. People have got, oh, yeah, this is what we can do with that. We can do this, that, 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 and that. Uh, and uh, which is great because I want people to be putting ideas in but at the same time it's so far down the priority list and people I keep seeing people adding to the Jira ticket and we could do this <laughs> and we could do this and I'm like it's a pilot. We, we could but <laughs> yeah. like it's so far it's so far down here and I mean, my uh, the way I handled that was just to essentially prioritise and, and say tell me you almost got again, maybe, maybe it's just avoiding conflict, but kind of going, okay, I'll do some bits of it because there were some bits we had to do anyway, right? So you'd say, well, okay, tell me your top three. Uh, there goes the ambulance, uh, tell me your top three, um, you know, and we'll get those done. and The rest will will park. It doesn't you know, people are still adding to the geo ticket yeah, to say yeah, we can yeah. do this and that, um. Yeah, but even but, that, you know... I mean, I feel like
0: I'm just sort of... I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> There's this extra bit of information. But I think even that is um, is effort. It's cognitive effort to have to manage oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, that yeah. part of it. You know, and sometimes I do want to just say, forget about
1: it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going
0: to do it right now. Yeah.
1: You know, but then that just means that people are pissed off, you know. Can you just so, use the old, I didn't get your email excuse? <laughs> Well, because we're all on bloody it's Slack, aren't we? Oh, okay. Like,
0: <laughs> I had so many Slack channels, I didn't see your message. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm quite enjoying this backlash on Slack. On Slack, on Slack, that's easy for me to say. The backlash on Slack.
1: Yeah, there is a bit of a backlash on Slack, isn't there? I, I, I mean, we don't use it these we days use Teams though don't you it's oh the same thing. my life do we use Teams yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah, yeah I can't I'm, I've tried really hard to like Teams
0: it, it, is your I can't, um, I can't. is your dissatisfaction because of Teams or is it real
1: time communication no no, no team, Teams is a Teams specifically it's it's better than Skype for Business right um, but, it's <laughs> it's not, but it's not low but it's no. I know exactly it's not Slack Um, the the integrated kind of you know meeting functionality is but I think you get that in Slack these days right yeah we do our stand-ups on Slack calls and and video and all that kind of stuff in channel yeah I think you have to pay for it but um, Teams is one of those things where um, I just can't find the mental model so I was, I mean, to tie, to tie this into software engineering, one of the things I always think is really important when you approach someone else's code, mostly you look at someone else's code and you go, well, what the hell is this is a mess, right? I don't understand it. And I always think that that a big barrier to that is because you haven't got the mental model in your head that that person had when they were writing it, right? They had they had an idea of what they were building yeah. and how these, you know, particularly in object oriented programming, how these things fitted together. Uh and I think if if you can spend time to figure out what that mental model was, uh, you know, A has a number of Bs associated with it and each B can be put into a C and processed and turned yeah, into a D. Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and I haven't yet understood the mental model behind teams, teams versus channels. And then it's, I mean, let's face it, it's an absolute Frankenstein's monster, at the back end because it hooks <laughs> yeah. into OneDrive and SharePoint and yeah, yeah, yeah. those in themselves are kind of sewn together from various other but bits do
0: you, pieces. I mean, I, I've had the the misfortune of using Teams in a previous yeah. life. And the thing that you used to get me, there were two uh, reply boxes and there was one on the thread and there was one on the channel. Oh. And so some people would reply to the channel when yeah. they meant to reply to yeah. the thread and then everything's yeah. out of sync and you're like, what?
1: but it's different to personal chat if you're chatting with someone if you're chatting with an individual it's you just, just type th- and you get a thread if you're chatting in a team I say a team yeah. each thing you put in the box at the bottom is a new thread it? yeah, it's ridiculous and then you reply it and no one gets it i don't get it i, I mean I, get <laughs> like, I get, like, I, get like, I understand that's what you're supposed to do but it's never the thing that pops in my head when i yeah. when I go to type so i'm inadvertently adding to the problem basically. But um, so do do yeah.
0: you um do you think that these real time collaboration tools are valuable?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, how how can they not be? I mean, that they are. I mean, a, well, the a, backlash is there. The how can they not be backlash? Is
0: because it's encouraged um, an immediacy that if you get posted, if someone's posting on Slack, and particularly if they at you, you're expected to deal with that yeah. right there, right then. Yeah, you know, and and that puts stress on people, lowers their productivity. Which I hate that phrase, but you know what I mean. They're they're not concentrating or focusing on the thing that they want to do because they've always got one
1: eye on the Slack window. Yeah, ooh,
0: ooh, Bing, Bing, Bing.
1: You don't believe in that? I do. I I, I see I see the problem. I mean, I, I I think you have to kind of say, well, the the benefits of these tools probably outweighs outweighs that. Um can we all just agree it's not to do that? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how else you solve that problem. You the know? thing that I
0: noticed is um, when Slack came about, a lot of people were pitching it, or Slack were, and the people, um, the evangelists were saying, oh, it's amazing because everything's in the open, and you know, so all the communication, you know, it's not hidden behind email, everybody can see everything. And I was like, this is great, I love that idea, because yeah. it's so frustrating when you know, you've, you've, you've said something a few times to someone and then they're like, oh, you, you don't tell me anything. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay, now it's, you know. And then I'm an admin on the Slack that we've got and I have been on another one in the past. 80 plus percent, without fail, of all the messages sent are DMs. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so it's the same.
1: Yeah. It's the same <laughs> yeah, as email. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the
0: same yeah. as these channels where things are closed. And I just think people, maybe they're not comfortable posting publicly In the way that it's pitched,
1: but how many of those DMs are cat (laughs) pitches? It's true. (laughs) It's going to be a significant percentage. Yeah, or GIFs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, (laughs) yeah. I mean, also having admin a Slack instance. Because one of the issues with Slack was you couldn't go and de- you couldn't delete files. I mean, we were on free, so you only had a certain amount of storage and you couldn't go and delete attachments from, from DMs. And that was actually, as well as 90% of the traffic was also 90% of the storage because people <laughs> presumably <laughs> were just sending gifts to one another yeah. all day.
0: I just think these things are fashionable. It's like the open space versus offices I- thing that's that's about now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. don't think
0: they're going to go away. I think they'll evolve,
1: right, in some way. It just swings in, back. In some way. I think we'll soon be back to the telephone. Yeah, Usenet. <laughs> Usenet, yeah. yeah. I get on my uh, movies phone. Why not? The olden days. <laughs> hey, can I talk about the olden days? Yes, yes. What have you been thinking about, Matt? I- I've been thinking about the olden days. <laughs> I've been thinking about the olden days. I, I want to know about your picade. Oh, yes. Tell yes. us about the Picade.
0: Yes, I bought a PiCade. Um, for those that don't know, this is a uh, um, a kit to buy a sort of tabletop stroke miniature arcade cabinet. And all you do is supply a Raspberry Pi um, and you build it yourself and you put it all together. And when you're done, you've got a like full-on arcade machine yeah. um, with a um, six-button joystick, eight-inch screen, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, amazing. Favorite Absolutely game so far. loved it. Do you know what? I haven't played a lot of it, and I'll tell you for why. <laughs> okay. Because it is really designed for an arcade, as an arcade machine. So you get a joystick right. with six buttons, like the classic Street Street Fighter II
1: yeah, okay. layout.
0: And when I installed it, I installed a load of console games, which expect a D-pad and shoulder buttons and that kind of thing. And it doesn't quite work for that. Yeah. And if you've ever tried to configure MAME, which is M-A-M-E, which is the arcade emulator, it's a bit difficult. Well, the configuration isn't difficult, but finding ROM sets yeah. that yeah. contain the stuff. So the only one I've really got to work was Streets of Rage. Do you remember that?
1: Yes. Amazing. Spent hours on that on the Mega Drive.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, So this, is, this was the console ROM. The funny thing about it is, is looking back now, you realize how they were just cheating you out of money. Yeah. <laughs> because one of the buttons on the yes. side is like the coin button. Yeah, so every time yeah, you yeah. push it, the arcade okay. thinks you put in 50p. Yeah. I suppose in those days it would have been what 20p. Yeah. Either way, yeah. there's no there is no way you could beat this game. No. Without no. spending about 400 yeah, yeah. quid, yeah. you know. And when you put yeah, money yeah. in, you just carry on from where you were, so that yeah. you don't restart the level or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm like this is this is the freemium model. <laughs> Well,
1: yeah, well, not the freedom, yeah, yeah. bring the
0: um, in-app purchase model.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so interestingly, um, so I mean, this 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 kind of ties in because I've been, um, as you know, writing uh, an emulator. Yes. And I wrote a little uh, Intel 8080 emulator, and and have got Space Invaders working, and I've I've, I've just taken a bit of an interest in in old t- time, old school kind of games and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, and just, just as an aside, I mean, one of the things I was reading about the other day that hadn't really occurred to me was how when games were were primarily in the arcade, uh, of course, it was all very short action. You know, a game was very limited in, yeah. in what it was. And so it wasn't until uh, you know, the consoles came along, it sort of fundamentally changed games because mm. it was no longer just put 20p in fight your way through a couple of levels and yeah yeah. and there you go you know and your aim is to get to this finite goal suddenly the the open-ended games became a thing because you weren't having to to plug your money into it you know so which was like you say it was a case of well actually the incentives just to keep get people to keep putting money in yeah if you just let people wander around for an hour you know there's no there was no point no yeah but i mean there's a there's
0: a bit in there's bits in streets of rage um, where I just think there is no way, there is no one in the world that could beat this without spending. Yeah. And like you've got like eight or nine people, like that you've got to fight. They're on both sides, and at one point a man pulls out a gun. Yeah. She's done like three <laughs> levels just punching and kicking, which is all close combat. Yeah, and you have got this other guy, and every time you go up to him, he runs away. You're like, oh, how am I gonna? And then he just pulls out a gun, and you're dead. <laughs> So sounds like great fun. <laughs> it is great fun. But I'm interested. So yeah, so you're building this emulator, and you've moved on to the Game Boy now. I've moved on to a Game Boy emulator, yeah. Which is slow, this, slow progress. Well, this is amazing, though. So you're learning about how the processors
1: work. So yeah, how, so, yeah. so literally implementing processor instructions. So how do you start that sort of thing?
0: Like how? Y- I just y- can't fathom how you
1: would even well, begin. You go. You, you get a big chart of. Processor instructions. You get a ROM, right? right? So you got a it's, ROM is where you, where you begin, right? Yeah. You, you get a ROM, um, you know. And at the end of the day, a ROM is just a list of processor instructions, right? Okay. And then, uh, depending on how you want to tackle it, you know, I mean, one of right. them. And you just read that from the start. You read that from the start. You I read, you you know, this byte is a an add instruction. An add instruction takes uh, two arguments, so that's okay. the next two bytes. Yeah. And you do that. And then you take the next number, which is another another CPU instruction, and you you know that that takes one argument, so you read the next byte, and and that's it. Wow. And and you can you can very easily build this up. Actually, something if if people are interested in doing this, um, well I have to put it in the show notes because I cannot remember where I got it. But I found um, a great um, little exercise, which was part of some conference or symposium or or something from a few years back um and it was framed as oh we found these ancient scrolls which contain these instructions and you could you kind of implement this thing they were very basic there was probably 10 15 instructions to to implement um but what you ended up with was essentially a working unix system right? Right, Right. right okay once you'd implemented these instructions um, they, you know, they said, oh, we found these scrolls So once you run these scrolls through your thing and you literally, it, it dropped you into a shell and you could, you could CD around directories and you could touch files oh, and, wow. and you could, you know, you could do all this. Yeah. Um, and it was a great introduction to, to doing that because it was, it was really framed quite simply. Um, let me tie this back to, to, to software development, which is, it's just reminded me about how bloody difficult software development used to be um, oh it, it was, used to be used to be oh okay we got it easy these days aren't we? We, man, <laughs> have we got it easy have we got it easy um, uh, but the days when you were literally having to think about uh, you know how much you could fit into memory Game Boy games are crazily complicated in yeah. what they have to do so, so, so a Game Boy had um, I think uh, essentially kind of sixteen uh, k of fixed fixed ROM sixteen k switchable, but a game like um Zelda or something you know I think the Zelda was like a megabyte right and it was up to the programmer to make sure that they were switching in, so there was this sixteen k where you could go right now take this sixteen k from the cartridge right, okay. and load it into memory yeah, yeah and do your stuff, and then when I need something from somewhere else, I have to go and switch this you know basically really? paging memory in and out, and it was up to the programmer to. To think about that and know the right time to do it, and there's all these timings. So the the thing I'm really battling with at the moment is the timings, because that you have these interrupts that say, right, well when the when the LCD screen scan line gets down to line, you know, 142, it yeah. fires this interrupt, and there are instructions that depend on that interrupt firing it exactly the right time, mm-hmm. wow. and it's and, and it's it's crazy complicated, and, and you. you like I say, you you just realise how much work went into this and how disciplined you had to be in thinking about this stuff. And then I think, oh, you know, we, let me tell what it really made me think of was wastefulness, right? <laughs> Seems to be the thing. Because, because, <laughs> because we can just go, oh, well, fire up a, a Mongo or, or whatever, you yeah, know, yeah. And bam, there you go. Okay, well, there's, there's four gig of memory gone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm using, I've, I've found... Um, possibly the least worst SQL editor that I've used, <laughs> which, isn't, which isn't saying much. Five stars. Um, but, but, but Team SQL, um, uh, which, is, which is pretty good. But what I found, my disk was filling up and Team SQL saves every query I run and the results of the query and just sticks it on a disk in JSON format um, uncompressed. So now it's like it, it was using 10 gig of my disk just because it goes, oh, what should we do? I'll oh, stick it on the disc. You know, and I've only got 120, uh, only 120 a gig, right, in this, in this laptop <laughs> on my SSD. So that is quite small. Right? Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, know I know. But back in, Probably the, cost back, you back in the day, Tetris <laughs> fitted in 32K, which is the size of the logo on Wikipedia.
0: Yeah, well, there's that thing, isn't there, where the whole of Mario, uh, Super Mario Bros can fit inside the space one screenshot takes. In JPEG uh, 4. Yeah, I know, yeah. You know, and it's yeah, not. Right. Right. And, and, and there's they, a thing, isn't there, where, like, the clouds, the sprite for the cloud is an upside-down bush coloured white. Yeah, that's right, that's
1: yeah. right. So, yeah. the other thing... I'm jumping around. <laughs> but, so, I've also been reading... Um, uh, uh, the guy... Jordan Meshner was the guy who wrote Prince of Persia, originally, for, oh, the, for a, the Apple II. That's two. a great game. Right, and there's a little... I call it a book. I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly short, but his diaries from, from that time. Okay. Uh, and famously in Prince of Persia one of your enemies was yourself, what they call the shadow man, right? It right. bi- was basically Never got you. That that and the reason, <laughs> the reason for that was because he had no more space, right? Oh, for, right. for any sprites okay. and he needed an enemy. So he made it, he made it the, himself. it's, it's, yeah. it's the same sprite as, as, as the player, exclusive order with itself and shifted one pixel to the oh, right. right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is brilliant. I mean, this is, I, I love, I love the shit. Yeah. Um, but
0: is it, wouldn't one of the arguments be that, um, that that was tough and so a lot of clever people sort of worked out how to make this stuff cheap to make memory cheap and yes. disk space large know, so that you didn't have to worry about that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. and, this and this then is, you
1: worry about other problems which uh, are more important. And this is, this is where I'm a little, bit, uh, a little bit torn because clearly you don't want to go back to the days of having to worry about but there's, there's, there's a great question <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this book where he's trying to he's trying to convince a guy to write the MS DOS conversion, and he says to the guy like the the guy's basically saying, "Well, I'm not really interested." And he says, "I do all my clipping on bike boundaries." <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it sounds awesome. And <laughs> <sounds really> uh, <laughs> this convinces the guy that maybe he should take it on instead. So um, how far are you on your, um, on your emulator, on oh, your Game Boy 1?
0: Have, got, got, have you got graphics yet?
1: No, that's what I'm working on now, graphics.
0: Okay. And Did you say to me the other day that there are these reference ROMs? Yeah, 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 little yeah. test ROMs
1: yeah, that, you um, can, that you can run. Well, that's, um, that's quite smart, isn't it? It is smart. It's also difficult... <clears throat> 'Cause there's so many bits that you have to bring together to make it yeah. I was kinda of hoping you'd go, well I'll just go take that little bit of the test ROM and run that and once I get that working I can worry about the rest. But actually you're yeah. so tied in just to know what the test ROM is doing, you have to implement a screen or a serial port or right. yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. And to get it to work properly you have to implement um, you know, the interrupts in the right the right places. And how's and, your like how's your discipline
0: on it? Because Um, there are a few Game Boy emulators already and I imagine there's one that runs in JavaScript so do you do you ever want
1: to cheat and think Uh, oh how do I so here's here's the here's the tricky thing for me is I've got actually um, two that I'm using one is called Coffee GB which is written in Java right uh, and one is another one that I can't remember the name of but is written in Kotlin and I'm writing mine in Kotlin okay subject for another podcast um, and it's, it's kind of holding me back. I, you have to have something to reference against, right? Now, ideally, of course, you'd have a, a physical Game Boy, but the only way you can really get through this is to take a reference implementation, watch the instructions, and then go, at that point, I've got this in that register, and that one's got that one in that register. You know, where's it gone wrong? Yeah. Uh, but the problem is, of course, now I can see that code. And so I'm looking at it and am going, oh, they've been put that in a much, yeah, exactly. be- in a much better That's way like, yeah. than I have. And then I'm like, right, well, but I don't, uh, yeah, like, so I kind of feel like I've cheated yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> if I if I go and change it now, I feel like I've cheated uh, and I really want it to be my own implementation, no matter how hard it is to work with it. Yeah. So um, it's a little bit, uh, like I said, it's, it's almost holding me back because if I'd, if I'd, had those thoughts independently, I would have immediately gone and gone. ah that's the way that I I should go and but do it. But
0: is there a thriving Stack Overflow community on yeah. how yeah, to yeah. build Boy yeah. emulators? Not really.
1: <laughs> there is a, there's a lot of stuff out there. If people if people are interested in building and and I mean the the Intel eighty eighty emulator to to uh to do Star Wars was, uh, was to was do, a do few Star Wars. Star, uh, Space Invaders, sorry. Right yeah. Was um was a few days of work putting that together. But yeah. it's 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 perfectly doable, yeah. right? I mean, it is amazing.
0: I went to um, the uh, history of Com- the computer history museum. I don't know what it's yeah, actually right. called, yeah. um, which is in Berlin. Have you okay. heard of it? No, it's rubbish. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd be able to go and see stuff like that. Yeah, um, and actually, it was like one room. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. So I think I just want to
1: slag <laughs> off the computer museum in, in Berlin, which is which is probably not a, cool a great place to, to go if you're interested in historical computing is, uh, last time I went to the dinosaur museum in Dorchester. Really? They had, uh, an, an old Amiga 500 running. A I wonder display. if that's some like super ironic joke or something. Cause, was, <laughs> no, cause, a dinosaur Cause also computer. the great thing about the screen is whoever's, whoever's written the, uh, whoever's written the little display has also couldn't resist, uh, Advertising the fact that it was written in Amos. I don't know if you were ever an Amiga user, but Amos was a, oh, that was a Commodore. Was a, was a like? I a, know that is Amiga. isn't it? I was an a Italian variant of Basic, basically. Um, and so, it's, so that had a resurgence a few years ago,
0: didn't it? What's that Amiga? And um, um, did it? Yeah, yeah I think was, someone still did. Like someone like
1: a... buy up the rights to, to Commodore and, and start yeah, to sell Amiga yeah, exactly. Um,
0: yeah, I used to go through phases where I would run all sorts of weird OSs. Um, and uh, and then I I found the Mac and was like oh right well, I don't have to do that anymore because the thing was always like you 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 run Linux or a, a distribution of and then you're like oh that's not quite right I'll try another one yeah and then you'd realise they're all not quite right so then you would try FreeBSD yeah you be like well that's not quite right either so I'll just go back to Windows for a bit and like, oh and well, that was a silly mistake and I think the the one that I was most um most enjoyed was BIOS right okay it's such a shame that that didn't go anywhere I think yeah. it ended up the lineage turned it into webos which now runs on oh, lg tvs yeah yeah yeah
1: so uh, but i never tried amos is that what you called it yeah well it wasn't an operating system as such it was a it was a, a language amos oh i see right okay although yeah it kind of actually, it blurred in my my mind mm. but hey there we go Right, what time are we at? Oh, we're at 46 minutes. Oh, it's a long one this time. Yeah. I thought we shouldn't reference timestamps in our talk, because, because then when we edit it, it might show up with the fact that we've, we could have been saying. Oh uh, yeah. hours. But.
0: Yeah, because there was that whole bit at the beginning where I sounded like a dick that I want to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the first 45 minutes. <laughs> we do have some exciting news, though. We do. Uh, We have a very special episode coming up. I'm very excited about it. What is it, Mark? We will be
1: at the Redevelop conference in Bournemouth on October the 12th with our outside broadcast unit. The OB. We will be getting some comment and discussion from people after the event. I hope there's going to be some really interesting stuff. I'm really excited for it. So for those who don't know,
0: Redevelop is um, a developer conference in Bournemouth, Mark said, October 12th. Uh, You can get tickets now at redevelop.io. You can. You can. Yep. Um, we're not actually sponsored by them. We're um, not. This is just because we've both been in the past, um, and it's great, really good. And we've seen the speaker lineup for this year. Really exciting. Um, cool. Um, but there is an after-party, and Mark and I thought that we would take our OB. Is it just called an OB, or is it an OB unit? Or, anyway. OB we'll, be OB. Take, we'll be taking our iPhones with strategically <laughs> placed microphones microphones um, to the after-party and asking everyone what they liked, what they didn't like. Getting some feedback on that? Really. I think awesome. I described it as Vox Pops. Vox Pops, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, And I'm going to be coming in my Max
1: Headroom that, dress up. That sounds like a whole... We could do... it. That's a whole, a whole sub-series spin-off. Oh, really? YDIW Vox Pops. Yeah. yeah. YDIW VP. <laughs> yeah, that's easy for you to say. Okay. Cool. Well,
0: that's it. So... We hope we see you there. We'll probably do another podcast in between them and then. We'll we'll Um, see how we feel. um, But otherwise, thanks Mark. Thanks Greg. Thanks listeners. Thanks listeners. Speak to you next week. Bye.
1: Hi, it's Mark here. If you want to be in with a chance of winning a badly formed opinion, you can send a stamped addressed envelope to Mark on Twitter. Thanks.